there, Tavern Goers. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. I am your professor of liberal studies. Jameson Oxford. Uh, to my virtual metaphysical left. It's Ryan. Back again as your halfling rogue warlock Roy. And I didn't sign up for this class, so I don't know why. And to his proverbial left... It's once again Strom playing Papadopoulos, who's very interested in the ship. Very, very interested in the ship. In fact, this is school's on. School's on on this ship. And to my left sits a writhing ball of internal pain, screeching into the howling void of nothingness. As poor Barry the Orc realizes, this isn't gym class. There's nothing to lift here at all. And orchestrating this eternal damnation of pain is Mitch. Who normally plays Bruce. <laughs> and to his metaphysical left is the liberal studying of professors. The noble rogue slash city guard, the human uh, of this group, because there's always one. Dylan. Sorry, Marquis Dylan Bennett, played by Randall. And, uh, yeah, we're still down at Jeff. He's He had concert to go to. It's like, that's important. Man, fuck him. Right. Uh, anyway. hey, 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 he's breaking stuff right now. He's breaking stuff right now? That's true. Let's get in together now and start playing the game. So yeah, welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. I've said it a thousand times, it feels like, but if you're still listening, thank you. And I just wanted to push once again our Patreon content, which we've begun to release. If you want to support us, there's a few goodies for you on the website. Also... You can find us on all sorts of apps and programs at this point. We're on Spotify nowadays, which I hear is a good thing. I uh, Spotify is good, right? Like, we do that, Ryan? We do all the things. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, other things that really don't matter but are also podcast things. Just those are the main things. Yeah, Jay puts people in charge of social media because I'm not, I'm not good at it. I'm an old man, like... I barely, I barely understand, like, how, is it, how does MySpace work nowadays? Like, that's what you kids Stop. use, right? Also, if you're interested in our characters, in our story, and a little bit extra, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first one is, follow our Facebook group. Every week when we do our update with the episode, we include a nice little snippet of information for you about the characters, the world, what's going on. Sometimes it's things that you may not get from the podcast, so that's a cool thing to take care of. And there's another way that you can find even more about what's going on in our world. On Patreon right now, we're beginning to release a lot of world-building audio, in-character things. It'll kind of flesh out the world a little bit better if you're into that. Also, uh, we've released some Spotify playlists that are only accessible via Patreon. If you're interested in the mindset and the music that some of our players have meditated on to get into their character... Last we left off, the shit was kind of hitting the fan. The Master Nebula, who you guys learned is in charge of Conjuration at the school, is got a very panic look on his face because some alarms are going off, the danger lights are flashing, and he just told you that several portals have opened up on the school campus. And anybody who's still in a bubble, I believe it's just Barry, is being pushed up the stairs and toward the doorway. Dylan is leading the charge because he immediately turned to leave, but he finds that that doorway is still very shut. Open the goddamn door. 
one of the alarms is Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the weird bit about that is that we've established that Barry's voice is still Bruce's voice. Yeah. (laughs) So that means that that sound is coming out of Bruce. Oh my god. It's terrifying. You guys come to the door, and it's still shut, and the headmaster's trying to open it, and he's like, oh no, something's going wrong, the magic isn't working. And you see that the professor's kind of working on things. Strana, as a smith, and a man who's worked with several, several metals, you notice that the outside edge of this thing is made out of silver, which you recognize as a magical metal. It unbinds and it purifies, and it's one of the metals that is often used to make a binding circle. It looks like they meant for this door to be kind of like the last attempt to keep anything that comes out of these portals inside, but something's gone wrong, and the portal is keeping y'all inside. It's like, this is silver, right? Y- yes, it's, it's the most useful metal in, in binding. Here's a question for you. What if the metal considered us the outsiders? The metal doesn't consider you anything, it's just metal. Well, the spells woven into it do. The spell woven in is designed to... Can we please just let Barry out of his goddamn bubble so he can rip the door off its hinges? I'm in a rush. Barry uses splash. (laughs) (laughs) It's not very effective. Aegis Stratus removes Barry's bubble. Can he do that? How about your boy Roy here, because it sounds like you guys might need some assistance. Please, someone. Drop the bubbles. Everybody's free. Strength check of 19. Fuck this door. Okay, you begin ripping at the silver. It is solid. There's nothing to get your hand on. Sledgehammer. Okay. Yep. Like, there's a physical door, right? Yeah, it's inlaid silver, but I mean, sledgehammer. So you can start working it over. My lockpick. For the most part, you find the sledgehammer is completely incapable of getting through. It seems to be magically treated. Let me see what I can do. So, Bop walks up to the door, pulls out his enchanted dwarven hammer, and goes, Do we got this? I think we got this. To the hammer. Oh, I lied. We've got this. Reaching back, I strike at the silver. What would you like to do to the silver? Uh, Basically knock it out of frame and then throw it in my pocket. I mean, it's a lot of silver. Is it enough silver for an entire suit of armor? Yeah, I was going to say, is it enough for a piece of armor? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're doing a bit with the hammer, and because you're not totally attuned with this hammer yet, I'm not going to give you just the ability to manipulate matter at will, but you can do the ability I gave you and attempt to turn the silver into armor. That is actually something that I've allowed you to do, so... That I will. Roll that craft check. I roll a 19. <laughs> so Bop runs up, touches his hammer to this, this silver, and it forms a masterwork set of silver with scale mail, right? Yeah, obviously. Hexagonal-based scales. Yeah. And he shines brilliantly. And the magic that kind of was into the door is taken from the door, and uh, Bruce's sledgehammer crashes right through it on the final stroke. I open the goddamn door. I open the goddamn door. The door leads to a set of stairs. I run. You find yourself running in an infinite loop because you're trying to ditch the teachers. 
Our legs aren't as long as yours. I know how these stairs work. I've been here. You're in that location that's hidden, and you're not a student, which means the stairs do not work for you. I sit on the stairs. The rest of the group catches up, and the headmaster goes, Dylan, you, you're not. Can we just move along? Don't, yeah, I get it. I don't. I get it. Move We're along. Moving, Dylan. We're moving, Dylan. What is your, what is your problem? Dylan, you look scared. What's wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. The alerts, the portals. Oh, you're right. Let's go have tea again. I get it. But why do you need to... We're helping. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We're moving. Let's go. God, I don't remember you being so rude. I do. I don't remember you taking so damn long. That being said, you are traveling with old people. (laughs) Horizon is not a young boy. And short people. How many old people? Just about all of them are aged. No, 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 no. What's the quantity of people? All right. That are old. Can Barry carry them? Yes, because Barry will lift the old people to expedite this if necessary. You are traveling with Proteus Quark, who seems to be in fair enough shape. You are traveling with a gnome who is very old. Lifted. A hobgoblin who seems to be in good shape. Two elves. Nebula seems fairly old. He doesn't seem to be moving very quick. And so does the dwarf. Lifted. Okay. So you're carrying three professors. Yes. Oh, and Horizon. Sorry. Lifted. Oh, hey. Going up the stairs. I got a strength of 20 and I can carry four times the normal thing's weight. You bet your ass we are. Uh, Oh, God. And then Allura just looks at the headmaster's like, this is what I've been dealing with all day. He carries things. I don't know what to tell you. You guys find yourself at the main floor that entered the building. The headmaster says, we need to get to my lab, or uh, we need to send out uh, our signal and uh, get help. And you guys continue up, and you end up in the headmaster's lab, uh, where he uses a couple of magic items and says that he, he tells you is to get help. One of them alerts the king that something is wrong with the school on a big scale to prepare like for a catastrophe the other alerts the local churches in case of uh, extra planar threat and then he says and now uh, we need to decide what's the best course of action and he turns to you guys he's like I do not fully trust you but I believe that you will help us in this matter Barry pulls out his sword around for possible items that could aid us at the same time asking the headmaster is there anything here that we can take with us to maybe you know live through the next couple minutes he hands Bob a couple of scrolls Dylan's tapping his foot impatiently he tosses you a scroll of protection from Planar protection. Okay. Whatever, like, the level that we currently cast is. Okay. He throws you two of those, and then the conjurer turns to you all and he says, I am not sure what powers you have, but I need you all to not use conjuration or teleportation magic. Why? It's dangerous. We don't know what could happen. I highly recommend you don't. So does Horizon live in this room? It looks like it. What kind of bed does he have? A four-post master bed. 
Beautiful. Barry moves to the bed and rips off one of the posts. Okay. You now have an oaken cuzzle of giant proportion. It's an improvised weapon, correct? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yep, that. I would also say that it qualifies as your great club. Can we go, can we go, can we go, can we go, can we go? Go where, Dylan? Stab the threat. Hit the threat. Headbutt the threat. Choke out the threat. I don't know. Fucking deal with the threat. Well, Dylan, considering that you have very little to protect yourself. I can protect myself fine. I'm worried about others. Let's just fucking go. Let's just fucking go. Yes. Bruce goes to Bob. He hands you guys a map, and he says, We need you guys, because you are faster, to move to the students' halls and immediately warn them of the danger. Right. Sounds good, sounds good. And this time he taps his feet and he's like, I thought you were in a hurry. Dylan, do you know where that is? Yeah, I used to live there, fuck it. And I take off. I follow. You guys find yourself outside the tower very quickly. And one of the younger teachers kind of runs with you to help you guys get to the main floor. And then you guys leave the tower and you find yourself on the main campus area. You know that the student housing is toward the back left from when you first came in. And we are... You guys are in this dead center. Dead center? Yeah, that's where the tower is. Hey, Roy, are you with me? Yep. Triple move. I'm dashing. Yep. Triple moving. Rogue yep. shit. We're gone. We're gone. Barry just looks at Bop and says, Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact that Bop has spells that makes his ass and other people's asses move. Only to a certain extent. But yes, and I do cast one of those, so I'm not at least any slower than it. Okay, can you only cast it on yourself, or can you help uh, Bruce? Uh, Bruce Barry. Can you help the Brucicle? Yeah. Come here, Bruce. Here. Carry me. We'll go ten feet faster if you're running. <laughs> That's not bad. He's only ten feet behind That's our move true. speed if he double moves If while we're triple moving. As Bob casts Longstrider on, not Bruce, Barry. Barry. And Barry picks Bruce. So how effective is Longstrider? With Bruce carrying Bob, how effective is this? Is this, like, not that effective, or is it, like, Barry effective? Wow. <laughs> if you double move, you'd be moving at 80, even with carrying Bob, so. And me and Roy would be moving, like, 90, I think. I believe everyone's more or less moving at a similar speed at this point. Me and Roy are parkouring across the campus, just moving. Yeah, as we're going, I'm going to summon Canton's Blade to me. Alright. You've attuned that. It is now your warlock weapon. It is my blade-packed weapon. Jay? Yes? For the first time, I'm pulling out my dagger. My specific dagger. And... As I'm running, I'll say Kalog Maga, and the dagger lights on fire, so there's a ball of fire in my hand while I'm running. And because it's been a while since we talked about it, for anybody listening, what did that mean again? None your business. We talked about it in the fucking game. None of your fucking business. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Speak Orcish, then you know. Okay. Do you want to direct our listeners to the Orcish Dictionary they can look that up in? No. You guys are moving about 90 feet. It doesn't take you long to find yourself just in front where you guys 
see as the student housing and what Dylan recognizes as his old dorms, basically, is this large building. You know that it's typically pretty packed with students nowadays. And just outside of it, you see this weird, like, flat in the fabric of reality. And out of this rent, flames are spewing. And you see this trail of grass that is on fire that leads right into the dorms. Following. Hashtag not okay. That's not good. Protection from energy fire. Going inside, the doors have been melted through at about Roy height. There's a hole that's just been burned through. Otherwise, the doors seem to be untouched. Roy takes a dive. (laughs) (laughs) Just slides in there. I'm going in. Okay, you hit the doors. They are, uh, they're they're locked. Like it. Once again, you find yourself up against one of these doors that you know that if you were a student, they would have opened for you. Lockpick crew. Fuck a lockpick, Eldritch Blast. I'm pretty sure that's magic. Um, is he with us? Uh, they were only behind by like ten feet around. So yeah. Okay. You're around ahead. Lockpick crew, lockpick crew, please open the doors. I mean, considering the magical effects of this place, can I just blast it or no? Try it. Rude. I do it. The words is one of your favorites. You can try anything. Yeet. If that doesn't work, I got a long shot idea. Like I said, there is there's a hole that's big enough for Roy to get through. So Do you want me to roll for that? Uh, just roll damage. You can hit a door. Go through the hole. Barry! Fastball special. Well, he can, but nobody else can. Actually, yeah, Roy, just go in the hole and open it from the other side. Question, does Bop fit through the hole? Nah. Okay. Damn not it. that big. Because Roy's smaller, right? Yeah. I just slide in, turn around, and open the door. Okay. You find, like, a sigil that you've seen the other headmasters have touched similar sigils before. And doors have opened since you've been here. And it opens. It opens. It totally opens. Oh, man. Alright, so everybody's at the door and they're going in. You see the trail of fire it just sort of goes in and then splits up at the first branching hallway. There are several, like, tiny footprints that are smoldering and on fire of the carpet. Going after that? Oh, thank God. Which one? Like I said, they split. Three different ways. Protection from energy. Fire! Does that hit the whole party, Bob? <laughs> I was gonna say, which one? Fire? Nah, I don't think so. You see the trail splits in three different directions, and you can hear kind of like screams of people dealing with this down the hallways. Do you guys go together, or do you split up? Which direction is where newer arrivals would be? You would know, wouldn't you? You remember that they would be on the bottom floor here. Cool. Going there. Basically, if you wanted to, you could move up the stories, and you know this building to be several stories tall. I'm looking for a very specific person right now. Left, right, or middle? Middle. Together? I'm still being carried by Barry, so yes. (laughs) Yeah. Bop doesn't have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Left. Alright, so we got middle, left. Anybody go right? I'm going left with Dylan. Okay. So we got middle and left handled. Two on two. Yep. The buddy system. Solid. Okay. Roll initiative, everyone. Nat 20. Nice. nice. Ah, my poor ass. 12. <laughs> 11. 13. Damn, guys. 
It's a lot of middle shit. Man, Strana, with that fucking initiative roll, I feel like Barry is really carrying his team. Uh, he's carrying a lot of people nowadays. Uh, <laughs> so, Bruce, hauling ass through the first door, straight down the main hall. Barry. Barry. You find yourself in what looks like a common room. Mm-hmm. They've set it up with beanbag chairs and and old ratty couches and some strange device that you know these young kids know as a pinball, quote-unquote, machine. There are several glass things that Bruce does not recognize. And up on a table is two female students who are back-to-back, and in front of them are two magmen that are trying to climb up on this table, and they keep getting blasted back by these two students. They keep hitting them with waves of wind. Bop, you're protected from fire, right? Uh, I guess. Ranged attack. <laughs> yep, that's where this was going. <laughs> Ranged attack is dex, right? Uh, no, well, it's a throwing weapon. It's strength. It's strength. Oh, sweet. 21. To hit. Okay, Bop, you have hit a magnet. The problem with that is, well, I guess roll your damage because you are good at those weird weapon things. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Bob, how much fire do you resist? He's proficient in dwarf. It just says resist. Oh, it's half. It's half. Yeah, that's right. That's all. Uh, So, Bob, you're going to take 2d6 fire damage. 11 damage. Uh, 11 damage? Yes. Bob, you take 4 fire damage... And the thing beneath you explodes. I'm here! (laughs) You just smush that bitch. Do I have enough movement to make it to them on the same turn, or are they too far away? No, I think that because you threw the thing, that'll be you. You just killed one. That's cool. You just killed one with Bop. Yeah, I have two attacks per turn, that's what I was asking. So, yeah, make a dexterity saving throw, Bop, as you smush the thing beneath you and then it explodes. Just before it explodes, you get a dex save. Okay, well, my concentration save, because damage was a natural 20. Okay. My dex. Not so much! I crashed the floor in a pile. (laughs) Okay, well, the thing beneath you explodes like a hand grenade. You take another three damage. Alright. So, Roy, you went left with Dylan, and you enter a... Immediately, you see that the flames have turned left into what looks to be a private dorm, where you find a male student hanging from a chandelier in his room, as a magman is jumping up and down trying to swipe at him. Like he's hanging on with his hands, right? Yes. Okay. He keeps pulling his feet up and like doing his little wizard crunches to avoid the flame thing trying to grab him. Roy, go. There's just one, right? There's just one. Alright, as it goes up into the air, I'm going to Eldritch Blast it. That's a 16. Hit. Dope dope. Let's roll. It's beautiful damage. Uh, so while he's rolling damage, uh, it's Dylan, right? No, it's Bop. Bop. Hey! There is another Magman on the other side of this table from you. I get back up successfully. <laughs> uh, you don't need to roll for that. That's... Nah. Okay. <laughs> then. It's just an action. 
All right, my first attack with my hammer is a 23. Well, that's a hit. What's your damage, Roy? 18. 18 damage? Damn! Yeah, I hit him with two. Oh yeah, that one explodes as well. I will put you outside the radius of that explosion. Uh, Bob, what was your damage? Seven. Seven? Yeah. That thing does extra damage. Is it 2d6 thunder is the extra? Yeah. I give oh, you a okay. bunch of damage output on that. Alright. Oh, that's better. Alright, roll another deck save as this one too explodes. Dylan, you come into the room just behind Roy, who's immediately just ganked that one, and you see that from this door, the flames also continue down the hallway. I'm going. There's another set of tracks seem to branch from that one. I'm going. Bob yanks his beard out of the flames before they can scorch it. Okay, you rolled a good dex? Yeah. Okay. So, do a quarter of nine damage. Because it's dex save and resistance. So, Dylan, as the last of the magmen that you guys have seen so far, you go down, and at the end of the hall, you find one more magman just gleefully setting fire to an empty dorm. I charge. Okay. Uh, you go ahead and hit. 18 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. What are you swinging at him nowadays? My flaming dagger. Oh, okay. I know he's going to have resistance or whatever, right? Uh, I think they're straight up immune to fire. Okay, then I won't need to roll my fire damage. Yeah. 11. It explodes. Roll dex. 8. Yeah, so you're going to take 9 fire. I'm resistant, thanks, Mike. Fantastic. Okay, moving on. Next thing. Uh, okay. Next up is Bruce. As uh, the last of the magmen that uh, you guys have seen explodes, you guys hear a feminine scream come from the one direction you guys haven't gone yet. The right. Well, Bruce is on the smash path, so Barry goes that way. Okay. Do all these paths, like, meet up, is what you're saying? I technically have to backtrack. Actually, technically you don't, because you went to a doorway into the thing and just threw a fucking bop. <laughs> okay. You'd have to backtrack a little bit, I guess, because you went straight down the hallway. So you go backwards. Yeah. And you turn to the right, and you find yourself at the foot of a stairway. You still have another move action if you'd like it, because you haven't taken a standard. Yeah. Straight up the stairs? Yeah. What do you guys do? Uh, it's your turns. Do I see anything when I get up the stairs? Nothing at the top, just more flaming tracks. Okay, that's cool. More little pitter-patter tracks from Magmen who stomped on the carpet. Bear in mind, I do have an action surge that I could trigger, so... Don't throw it away on that. No, that's cool. What do you guys do? You guys just follow him? I race after Barry, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> You're safe now! Barry is still faster than everyone, right? Oh yeah, no, I'm still slow. Oh, yeah, Bruce, you're super fast. So where am I now? Yeah, you find yourself at the door to the screaming. Okay. You find another younger woman who is beating a magman with a pillow. Is that pillow now on fire? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they're tiny. They're small. They're maybe two to three feet high. They're like Roy size. Maybe even smaller than Roy. But yeah, it jumps at her and she smacks it with this nice heavy pillow and it hits the wall. Roy's like, fuck yeah, something smaller than me. He just said if you guys would just lay off him for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's his time to shine, man. It's true, but it's your time to shine because you're in the room right now. I use a double move to get there, so. Okay, yeah, that's fair. 
You guys running upstairs? Yeah, I guess if there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, unless you guys have extra stuff, it's pretty much going to use up all your turns to get to... To get there, yeah. Yeah, the stairs or top of the stairs. Uh, Dylan, you are the furthest away. So, there's nothing left on the bottom floor? Not as far as you can tell. Like, they leave a pretty obvious trail. Triple move to go upstairs. Okay. 90 feet. You were the furthest away. I'll say, like, that just kind of puts you on level with everybody else. Except for Roy can triple move, right? Yep. Roy, you make it to the top of the stairs before everyone else. There are more flames moving further down the hallway from where Bruce is. And it's Bruce's turn again, though. Bruce continues into the room, and he grabs it for a grapple check of 20 fucking 7, picks it up, and slams it into the wall. Okay. So he turns around and just wheels the thing, the flaming thing, just into the wall. All right, roll your whatever damage. Eleven. Eleven? Mm-hmm. All right. I guess you're going to forego the deck save, right? Because you're trying to take the damage, like, soak it, so it doesn't hit anyone else? Bruce doesn't care. Okay, yeah. You take... Uh, I rolled shit. Congratulations. Good for you. Sweet. Five fire. I like when Jay rolls shit. It's always good for me. I know, right? Side note, Barry just lifted something to death. holy shit he did (laughs) Barry is so good at what he does man so good at what he does he lifted something to death and saved someone (laughs) he swole so good I'm using that term right (laughs) we we prefer you didn't but you are using it am I using it right (laughs) he swole so good and uh, Bruce leaves the room Barry leaves the room god you're old he came, he lifted, he left. It is now Roy. And as I stated, you're at the top of the stairs, and you see more tracks heading past the room that he was just in, so... I follow. Dash. Alright, one more room. This one, you see somebody in a robe who looks very young with their back turned. They're, like, trying to get behind a bed, it looks like. Like, their only way of escape is they're trying to, like, wedge themselves behind this banister bed and you can't see their face. But there's a magman that is trying to get at them. The important bit. How close are they to them? They're trying to crawl on top of the bed. So pretty fucking close? Yeah. Very close. I mean, I use most of my action to get there. You can run twice, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he gets a bonus run, right? Yeah, you're that rogue thing where you run, then you run again, and then you attack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's too close. I don't want it to, like, blow up upon them. So, I'm going to use Mei-Chan to, like, conk it on the head to get its attention to turn around and look at me. Try to give it a tug or something? Yeah, and hopefully it will come toward me and leave the child alone. Okay. Lift it. I'm not Barry. <laughs> I don't want to step on his toes. I mean, it's your time, Ryan. It's liftable for your size. Like, do it. Not that he would feel it, but... Choke slam the magman. I send a mage and I, and I just kind of knock it on the back of the head. Roll me a... It helps that it comes to me. What, what kind of check is aggro? Uh, <laughs> charisma? <laughs> Give me a charisma check. Charisma. Intimidation? 12. That's why I'm going with charisma. It's something in there. Alright, so it turns, smiles at you, and... First, it, like, grabs onto the bed sheets and lights them on fire, and then it comes running at you and swings at you. 
What's your armor class? 15. That's a hit, Ben. You're going to take 2d6 fire damage. Ooh, that's 10. You are also ignited. That sucks. You are on fire. Okay. It is Bob's turn. Bob, I'm going to say you're at the bottom of the stairs because you're the slowest moving character. I know. Let's put it this way, Jay. Bob runs up the stairs to the tune of 40 feet. Does he even get anywhere? Yeah. You're at the top of the stairs a little down the hallway, but not anywhere useful. Woo! Way to go, bud. You cast the spell on Bruce that helped Bruce get up in the shit, so you were yeah. very useful early on. Sucks. <laughs> Dylan! Yep. You're up, man. You can be up in the action. I haul ass to where Roy is at. Okay. You find the girl trying to wedge herself in the back corner of a burning bed. Is it Julie? Can't tell. Basing away. Are they missing an ear? It's the standard issue robes of the school, and her head is down behind the bed at this point. I jump over and cover them with my body. Okay. Is that your whole option, then? Yeah. If I can get them out, I would do that, but I don't think I can. Nah, you move pretty far. You're done. So you jump over and kind of cover them in your cloak. No, my whole body and the cloak. I mean, the cloak would be the more useful thing. <laughs> well, I mean, the cloak's covering my whole body. That's fair. So I kind of need to cover him with my whole body. Gotcha. Bruce. Is Bob between point A and point Barry? I'll put him within arm for each of you. Minor detour, right? Yeah, minor detour. Bruce moves, and Barry lifts Bob on the way by. I love that Bruce does things, but Barry lifts. Yes. <laughs> Bruce murders shit, but when it comes time for lifting, the voice in his head that is Barry is the one that's in charge. Barry's voice in Bruce's head goes, do it, bro. What do you do? Lift it. Yeah. I move. Do I have the ability to do anything after I move? You move real fucking fast right now, yes. I don't know the distance, that's why I ask. It's all in my head, and it's yes. Okay. So I get to the room where there's a little on-fire guy fighting a little not-on-fire guy in a heap of people in the back corner. Technically, it's two on-fire guys. Oh, Two tiny people who are on fire. (laughs) Okay. A tiny fire guy fighting a tiny on-fire guy. Right. My bad. As he comes to the door, he goes, you need help with that? To Roy. Put me out, put me out, put me out, put me out, put me out. Lift me out. (laughs) Lift him so hard and so fast to put some fire out. (laughs) I don't think I have the ability to do that. (laughs) The voice inside your head that is Barry says, Don't ever believe that you can't lift things that hard, bro. (laughs) Great, we got Bro Cleric (laughs) 2.0. The voice of Magog has been silenced by the voice of Barry. (laughs) Barry is a stronger personality. There is no Magog, there is only Barry. There is only Barry. Let's see, that's what you didn't know. In Magog's eye is Barry's eye. (laughs) It's very similar. I mean, Magog would very much respect Barry. It's all about lifting, being strong, showing off. You know, nobody fucks with that guy who lifts too much. Put me out! I don't know how. And so, Bruce, Magog, and Barry go with the next best option, which is to try to rip the little fire creature in half. Okay, let's get a... I guess do that, but that will explode all over both you and Roy. And Bob. 
We're doing the uh, the grab and spin <laughs> mechanism. Barry drops Bob as he enters the room. I don't lift. Barry does. And Bruce moves to engage with uh, 15 to grapple. It's not enough, actually. Shit. This little dexterous shit danced away from the Bruce. From the Barry. Everyone is mad. Bruce, Barry, Bob, all of them. All of them are offended. And that will be the end of your turn, which brings us to Roy again. Roy, you're on fire. I am on fire. Do I need to make a save? Yes. Drop and roll, boy. Didn't you go to school? Yeah, basically, you'd have to give up your standard action to put it out. You know what? I think technically it's a move action that you would use in that instance, but it works out the same in terms of your action expenditure. I believe they wanted it to be a solid penalty to remove the fire, so it's a standard. Hey, guess what? This is more important. I'm going to stab it in the face. Okay. That is a 24 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. It Consider its face stab. Yeah, my boy. Poke it in the bits. 11 damage. Is that a magic weapon? You're goddamn right it's a magic weapon. Okay. Roll decks, everyone. I'm not. I'm just covering. Yeah, they should be out of range because I called it to me. Yeah, just everybody else around me. me yeah. Ryan and the Magma. Dylan and the girl are out of range, but y'all are gonna... Ha! <laughs> Nat 1! Nat 20! 15! Wow. Way to go, Bop and Bruce. You guys will only take 5, and then if you have resistances, have it again. You will take 10, Roy. Worth it. Everyone in the room takes a stun effect as they watch Bruce, the biggest, clunkiest, dumbest fuck in the world, adeptly dodge an explosion. <laughs> Wait, as I didn't uh, put myself out, what else do I take? You take another d6. You take, oh, one. Roll back. But, with that, and you feel that heat wash over your back, Dylan, and then, you know, you don't hear the cackling of a little magman, you guys realize there's no more footsteps to follow for the fires. You believe that might have been the last one. As we realize that, I immediately fall to the ground, stop, drop, and roll. For the love of God, put me out. Put me out, put me out, put me out. I check who the girl is. It is not Julie. It is another, not even a little kid. It's a halfling. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I pat them, and then put out Roy. Okay. Is it a halfling? We know. He pats them, and then he pats me. Yeah. Roy, don't you have, like, control over maybe cold? <laughs> I'm on fire. He's panicking too much to remember that he can, like, do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I pat out Roy, and then I'm going to keep looking for more people. Okay, so you guys go around, and all the students kind of come out of hiding, and it seems that you've more or less got this location under control. Luckily, the portal that opened up on them seems to be just a handful of these magmen that you seem to have killed, but it dawns on you guys that the portal is still there when you rolled up. I have to imagine that the wizards are dealing with that, since we were fucking around and killing the bad guys. Is Julie here? As far as you can tell, none of these... People are Julie. As they gather kind of in that common room that you guys first got to, you don't see Julie amongst this group. Everyone evacuate the fucking school. Uh, um, yeah, sure, uh, sure thing. Uh, who, who are you? Uh, the guy that just saved your candy asses. Now move. Rude. As they shuffle up. He's also a guard, so fucking, he's the cops, get out. <laughs> the cops? Flash your badge. I flash the badge. You know what doesn't matter in a life and death situation? Manners. Get your ass moving. They all are all shuffled outside. 
you see Nebula has caught up and he is doing his best to kind of close this portal. But it seems a lot harder for him to do out here in just the open area. He's it's taken a little longer to shut it, but he does get this one closed. But the casualness that he closed the portal in that other location, he's not demonstrating that. Well, that's not good, is it? Nope. Where are more students? Um. Well, there were there were a couple of classes that were in, but we released them. If they didn't come back to the dorms, then they're studying. They could be in the library. They could be library. doing any number of things. This is a big campus. I mean, are the alarms still going off? Is that the only portal? What's that? There were multiple portals were opened when we came upstairs. Uh, the collection, uh when we left, I'm hoping it stopped, but there were at least six. Where are the portals? Do we know that? We do not. Is that something they would know? But they shouldn't be hard to find. Probably get a better security system or something. Yep. So I'm going to go check out the library. What security systems do you have? Existing. Now. Um, alarm? Fuck you. Fuck no. The DM is... No, stop this. DM is stepping forward saying, fuck y'all. There was a warning that these portals opened up at all. There were were safeguards that you guys had to stop because they were designed to keep things in. Anyways. You motherfuckers are casually throwing away powerful magic like it's everyday shit. Go fuck yourselves. We literally hang out with demons and Archfey all the time. Dude, I go fishing and I lift things. Who's we? Anyways. I miss my shop. I need to find Julie. Where do you wish to try next? Well, fucking library. She's a curious kid. Okay. So... I follow. Yep. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan, he knows the way. Uh, Bop does too, actually. Bop has been around the school. So, establishing what you guys know, like if you guys want to ask me something. Who's holding the map? I hand it to fucking Roy, because Barry won't give a shit. Hey. I don't need that shit, I'm following you. I give it a Bop. Well, just in case we get something. You give it to Bruce. Bruce has the map. While we're handing maps around like idiots, Barry, to the party. Should we split up? Cover more ground? I'm going for the library if you guys want to come with me. Cool. If not, I get it. That's an excellent plan. You take Roy. I go with Bob. Yes. Done. Two and two? Sounds good. So you know that the library is actually attached to the main tower that you guys came from. On either side of the tower, you remember there's a greenhouse on one side and a hallway that is a study center that leads to another smaller tower that is the library. And you know that these structures, unlike the main tower, aren't magical. They're just sort of built onto the sides. Uh, if you head back to the main tower, you go in, and then you go in through a side door, and you'll find the study center. Hauling ass with the rogues. Where did Bruce and Bob go? I defer to Bob. We were just putting up. Yeah, but where are you going? They're going to the library. Where are you going? Where we're going is the cafeteria. Who doesn't like a good feast? Mess hall, which is directly across from where you guys are at. It's always mutton with Bob. Convenient. Yeah, it's very close. So we will do you guys first. As our roadblock boys head back to the main tower, you guys step just the handful of yards or so that goes to the mess hall, which is a smaller building than the housing. Not as many stories, but it is still a large enough building that they could feed everybody in a pinch. If Dylan actually was still a warlock, our TV show would just be called Locks. Oh, I'd watch it. <laughs> Instead of cops? Bruce! I mean, Barry! Nebula's like, who's Bruce? (laughs) Don't worry about it! Barry, we must search faster! Haste! Oh. Lift me, damn it! (laughs) 
is haste a concentration spell? I only need to know if he has double move. If he has doubled his double move. Yes. I'm concentrating on his doubling move. And haste is not a concentration spell. No, it is. Oh, then you get one or the other on him, right? No, no, no. Longstrider is... He is not? Yeah, Longstrider is. Oh. So what were you concentrating on earlier? No, that that was my resistance. Oh, that one's the concentration spell. Okay. So you're going to lose your resistance to fire. Okay. Yes. You and Bruce are hasted. You guys get there even quicker than before. It wasn't that far away. You guys burst open and you find these students getting kind of prepared more to defend themselves. These guys don't seem like they were caught unaware when the alarms went off. There were more older students in this location. And they're already gathering and kind of preparing for what's to come. You don't see any emergencies here in the mess hall. We're facing things from fire. One of the older students goes, okay, prepare to resist fire spells. And you see a few of the students start casting it on themselves and each other. Thanks, Dorf. Very good. Barry, to the next. <laughs> Barry lifts Bob to the next location. The next nearest place would be the teacher's rooms. In the council room, there's a maintenance shed toward the back. Alternatively, uh, nearby is the evocation field. So Bob points in a direction that Barry entirely ignores. And Barry takes off at terrifying speed in the direction that Bob recognizes as the maintenance sheds. Okay. Dylan, Broy, you find yourselves back at the tower and you find yourself in the study hall. And just outside to the left, before you guys even get into the tower, you see that up high, like against one of the library windows, another rift is open. This one's not spewing fire. It's this weird, like, you know, it's hard to describe these things, but like, it just looks like the air is wrong there at this point. Like, like you're looking into a world that doesn't match up. Interesting. <clears throat> but like, so whereas that one was obviously the plane of fire, this one's less obvious. When do you find the kids? You guys, like I said, you could find yourself at the study center doors. We go in. Do we, are they, like, locked? No. Yep, we go in. Bruce arrives at the supply shack, and instead of opening it, just kicks in the sad, mundane wooden door to this tiny building, and begins rummaging around for not that long, because he's hasted. After a few moments, he pulls out a large silver rod that says maintenance, inscripted on one end, and he begins to leave in the direction that Bop provides. Okay. Which way, Bop? Let's see. If, if it's not here, uh, uh... I think that just in the interest of allowing all of you to have a magic weapon for this, I'm just going to say that that is a magic weapon. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Are there, like, animal pins? No, there's no animal pins. Like the guy said, the only thing they'd ever deal with really is summoning. There's no care of magical creatures class that you can remember from your time here. But what about laser worms? Laser worms are summoned. Shh, shh. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. We don't talk about that above ground. Sure. Okay, so we were in, what, the first set of dorms? Yeah, well, there's one, like, housing, and the other housing unit is for teachers. Okay. As far as you know, there's no teachers that needed saving. Nobody mentioned that to you. Yeah. You guys have visited the maintenance shed, which is literally just a bunch of 
junk and like things that and Bruce has gotten his rod from. There's the council room, the teachers' rooms. Those are kind of connected. The council room is just where the teachers like hold their meetings. There is a field for evocation, which is basically just a big open space that you can throw your fireballs around in. There is an amphitheater and an admissions building, the greenhouse, the tower, and the study center and library. To the greenhouse. Okay, so you guys are going to be nearby, which I think would be good, too. You guys are basically going both to the tower. Just you went to the other side of the tower. They're going to the other side. Meanwhile, as you guys catch up to Dylan and Roy, they go into the study center. Inside the study center, you see a bunch of students who are just sort of standing around like they were in the middle of studies. And then the sounds went off and you see them kind of like confused as to what to do. They're all in the middle of the room, much like the mess hall. And they kind of all aim blasting rods and wands in your direction as you guys open the door. Is Julie there? Flash your badge? Yeah, badge. <laughs> is Julie there? Julie's not in the screw. Motherfucker. You could ask any of them if they know who she is. Hey, motherfuckers! <laughs> what? You better lower your wands before I shove it where you don't want it. We don't know what's going on. So, no. <laughs> you see this badge? This means I tell you what's going on. Not on school grounds. Okay, then best of luck. Fuck off. I'm in a hurry, and you're not my top priority. So do you move on to the library? It's down the study hall uh, toward the other tower. Yeah. Roy, do you say anything to these students, or do you just follow it all? Have you guys seen anything weird in here other than the crazy noises? Uh, no, but we have heard noises, other noises more than the alarms coming from the library itself. Um... The books seem upset. Take off that way. The what seems upset? The books. Okay, and I head that way. As I'm heading that way, I tell them to evacuate. Okay. Like, out of the campus? Yeah, follow the other line of students leaving the campus. Okay. Uh, you heard the small man. Let's get out of here. Why is size always a thing with these people? Fuckers, I swear. <laughs> You guys find yourself at the base of the library. You know that this tower is basically just floor upon floor of books. It goes up about five stories. And it's not a particularly large tower, like as far as circumference. But, you know, it's just like 50 feet across, and it just goes straight up for five stories. This floor doesn't seem to be anything. It seems completely silent. There's a few students who... Or like the other students, just in this room, kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. What about the greenhouse? The greenhouse is the greenhouse. You guys open these large glass doors that go out of the tower, and you find yourself in a humongous glass building. Bob, you understand this building is, just in glass alone, ridiculously expensive. Oh, yes. Glass not being a super common thing at this point in time. It's a lot of work to make it. This whole thing is just floor-to-ceiling windows and all across a big arched dome. Uh, in the center and across the edges is just yards and yards of plant. Like, it's the biggest greenhouse you can imagine. It's like, oh, I remember this place. Good digging underneath. They didn't like it, though. Fucking doors. Fucking dirt pounder. At the back end of this greenhouse, though, you do see the shimmery rent in the world that you recognize as, as a rift. And this one looks like it's just 
You're looking at a pristine spring valley on the other side of this one. Well, this can't be good. This cannot be good. What does Dylan and Roy do? I'm looking for Julie. Just moving and looking. There's students down here. Do you talk to them? Julie's not on this floor, dude. You run down all the aisles because it is like a little maze around here. But there's like nothing really weird that we see as we're here. Nothing seems to be going on. You can hear it sounds like something's being crashed around or damaged up on the floors above you. You also can hear screams. I head toward the direction of the screams. Okay. Dylan, who was searching the bottom floor, Roy is heading up the stairs. You following him? I guess, yeah. You guys find yourself on the second story. You meet a couple of kids. I keep saying kids, but they're not always. Like I said, these are their mage students. Students. Yeah, students. Like, leaving, and you say, there, there are others here. Um, something is is attacking everyone in the... In, it's, it's got wings. Um, I think it's a demon. We'll help them head outside. Okay. And you see a entire stack of books just get shoved over toward you guys as you enter the room. You guys need to make dexterity saves to avoid being hit by this stack of books. Ten. Eighteen. Okay. Uh, Roy, you dive to the right. Dylan, you dive to the left. That was the wrong choice. Dylan, you take nine damage. Rip. You're out of the way, Roy, and you see just looks like black wings zipping down another hallway of books and disappearing outside your view. And as soon as it does that, you hear the sound of a scream. This one sounds masculine because Dylan is very into finding Julie. It matters. It does. Fuck the thing, I'm going to go for the scream. Okay. So you hear it, basically, it went down, like, the left path, so you're going to try to, like, head it off, essentially, because the scream does sound like it came from the direction it went, but on the other end of the bookshelves. Okay. So you guys can kind of head it off. Just imagine the way library is built, that's kind of what you're dealing with. Yeah. Head it off at the pass. Head it off at the pass. You guys come around a corner, and you find a male wizard who's in the middle of casting a protection circle. And he's in the middle of it, but barreling down this hallway of books is a large fiend. It has black wings and a vulture's head. Dylan, I'll let you roll an arcana check. That is a 14 arcana. You know that's a rock, my dude. Oh! Alrighty then. Roll initiative. And thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torch Lit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torch Lit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please 
like us, rate us well, share us, tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter. And we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash torchlittavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there, and we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall, and if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega, or you could just look at the Facebook, and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at big underscore J underscore the bad man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not time for this things. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, warlock. <laughs>